Agape Church and friends, welcome into another episode of the Building Up Podcast. This is our church podcast where we pursue growing in our faith and uh, spiritual growth in Christ and try to use this podcast as just an, a help to those who go to Agape. It's a really a help for me to do this podcast as well. So it's all about us trying to grow spiritually, grow in Christ together. Uh, if you go to Agape Church, um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have passages that you would like for us to cover on the podcast or questions about faith, please get those to me. You likely have my contact information. If you are from outside Agape Church and you listen to this podcast, thank you for that. Thank you for just, you know, investing time and, and, and trusting us to, you know, be a part of Bible teaching in your life. And we'd love to hear from you. I, I would love if you would use the email at the end of the podcast that's in the outro. And uh, that'll come to me and just love to make a connection. Um, just know where you're from and that you're listening. And, and and you too, you could turn in things that you'd like for us to talk about on the podcast and that you'd like for us to cover. And we'd love to try to do that if it would be a help to you and to others. But most of all, we'd just love to make that connection with you and uh, be able to pray for you. So we've, we've, of course, been going through Proverbs. Uh, if you've listened to any of the most recent podcast, you know that. I feel like I'm broken record every one of these podcasts, just like we're going through Proverbs, but we're chapter 29 in episode number 111 of the Building Up podcast, and we'll have two chapters left in Proverbs at the end um, after this podcast, and we're coming to an end of the what we've called Wisdom and Folly series at Agape that we've been in now for several months. And it's just been so profitable. I talked about that on the last podcast, just how helpful it's been to me going through Proverbs. Hope those of you who have been a part of that series or have been listening to these podcasts now for many weeks, I hope it's been a help to you. I want to be a wise leader. I mentioned this in the last podcast that that really more than anything else, that's the that's the thing that I've always prayed and asked God for is, is I, I just want wisdom. And and I want to have the character of wisdom. I want to be able to have wisdom to help lead other people so that they can ultimately grow in grace. And uh, it's just the one thing. It's like in my heart, like that's the, that's the kind of leader that I want to be. And I know that that only comes from God. It's a gift from the Lord. And so any wisdom that I do have, it's because God has heard my prayer. And I need so much to grow in it. I need to become... I just need more wisdom and I need to have more of my life overwhelmed by the wisdom of God. And this series has really just deepened that hunger that I have to be a wise person and a wise leader. And leadership is one of the big themes in chapter 29 of Proverbs. It was also one of the big themes in chapter 28. We didn't talk about it a lot on the last episode of the podcast, but I, I want to cover some of these leadership passages from chapter 28 and chapter 29 today, because Proverbs says so much about leadership. Now, Proverbs, when it talks about leadership, it often talks about kings. And if you think about, obviously, most of the Proverbs were written by Solomon or collected by Solomon. Later, uh, some of the other kings of, of Israel, um, I think it's Hezekiah that uh, in chapter 25 that collected some more of Solomon's Proverbs. So uh, Proverbs within the, the nation of Israel, we talked about, I think on the podcast, I know we've talked about it on the preaching series at Agape, that a lot of these Proverbs were probably used in leadership training for young people. 
and in particular young men who might one day be in the royal court or part of that royal leadership. And so they use these proverbs in training up of those people, men and women in the country who were going in the nation who were going to be in leadership, but uh, but men and women throughout the nation who just needed wisdom. And, and over and over, the Proverbs is laying that out to them so that you should pursue this. Uh, Solomon was very interested in wisdom and he was very interested in those surrounding him to be wise as well as those in the nation to be wise. So you can definitely understand why leadership in Proverbs talk so much about kings and judges and because that was, that was kind of the context of the leadership structure in that day. But obviously the Bible is timeless. And so God, as he's putting this together, he understands it's not always going to be kings. You know, so when we talk about leaders, I mean, think about every sphere of your life that you have chances, opportunities that you're given to be a leader, as well as you're under leadership to someone. And so in every context organization, that leadership structure exists. So if you have a job, there's a leadership structure there. Maybe you're the boss or you report to a boss in, in, a, in family. There's order, right? So there's order given to family. In, in family, you have a leadership structure if, if you're following the biblical guidelines for for a family then you certainly understand that leadership structure but even if you're a parent you understand the idea of leadership because you're leading your children in churches uh, god has ordained for there to be leadership and so we understand that there's teachers of small group there's church elders church pastors there are Ministers in the church, all of those are leadership positions that exist inside of a community of believers. And we can make that really complicated sometimes in churches. Uh, we try to not do that at Agape. We try to just keep it to what we see in the Bible. And But the Bible ordains leadership positions for the people of God that are all subject to the great shepherd of the church, Jesus. Uh, but those leadership positions exist for a reason. Maybe you're involved in an organization in the community. So it could be anything from, you know, a, your kids are in sports and there's leaders on the sports team. Um, there's coaches. Uh, there's uh, those who organize and put together events just over and over. I mean, you can just think about your life and you know there's leadership. And so Proverbs talks about the benefit of godly wisdom in leaders and uh if you're someone who has had to submit at some point to a leader who is not very wise, then you probably understand how difficult that is. And if you're, if you're someone who has had the benefit of having a wise leader, then you understand the great blessing that can be to your life. In a secular sense, I've had both, right? I, I've, I've been in a secular job for over 20 years. I've had a lot of bosses. And um, some of them had a tremendous impact on my life that was really good because they were wise leaders. And some of them were pretty foolish, <laughs> and I really struggled. And of course, I've been someone who, as a servant of that leader, and that's what, you know, ultimately you can think of an employee in that way. There's been times that I've been a wise servant under that leadership, and there's times that I've been a very foolish servant under leadership. So we can understand this. Um, we can understand these proverbs in chapter 28, chapter 29 in leadership structures 
in our lives in different spheres and contexts. And I think what Proverbs is pointing us to is if you're a leader, strive to be a wise one. Seek to be a wise leader. If you're hoping to one day be a leader, start planning now for wisdom. If you're a servant, if you are called to submit to leadership, which we all are in some form or fashion, be a wise servant because you will be a benefit to those who God has put over you as a leader. And that's just some of the things that Proverbs points us to. So chapter 29, verse 2, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. So good people in the Bible are those who seek after God. Wise people are those who fear the Lord and care about his law. When wise people are leading others, there will be joy among the people. There will be rejoicing among those who are being led. But there will be no joy. People will groan when those that they're having to submit to are leading not by the wisdom of God, but by their own wisdom. So some of you, you've groaned under bad leadership because they weren't wise people. Some of you have had great joy under a good leader because they were wise because they loved God. That's what Proverbs is pointing us to. To be a good leader, be a wise leader. Seek wisdom. And as a servant, be a wise servant for those leaders. And that will help them to increase in their own wisdom as they lead. Verse 4, by justice a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. All right, so verse 4, you have a wise leader who seeks to bring his people justice. He cares about building up the land, building up the people that he has been given responsibility. That's his goal. He wants to build them up, and he does that by justice, by doing what is just, by doing what is right. Well, how does he know what is just and right that will build up the people that he is leading? He knows that by the wisdom of God. But those who exact gifts, that is a leader who takes bribes. They show partiality. They're not really concerned about leading by justice. They lead by what is best for them. And they care about what is best for them. So they show partiality to the people underneath them. They're not trying to build everyone up. They're trying to build themselves up. And ultimately, they will tear down the land. They will destroy those that they're trying to lead. They will destroy the business, the company, the family, the church that they're trying to lead because it's really about them. That's what they're trying to build up, not the people that they're leading. Verse 12 in chapter 29 says, If a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. All right, so here's a leader who is gathering co-leaders. Other people who are going to lead alongside of him. And if, if this leader is not a wise person, if they're a person who likes hearing lies, they, they, don't, they don't really care about what's true. They care about what is what they have the most appetite for. They want to hear good stuff. Uh, they want to hear what they think works. They want to hear what sounds right to them. And, and so if it's lies, if it's deception, they don't really care. They just want to hear what they say to be good. That person will end up surrounding themselves with other wicked people who will think the way they think and who will affirm what they think should be affirmed. And you will end up with this very corrupt leadership because you've got a corrupt leader who doesn't care about building up his people in truth by God's wisdom. 
just cares about building himself up, and therefore he surrounds himself with other people who will tell him whatever he wants to hear, and this is a recipe for a, a disaster, and the people are not helped. This brings us to verse 18, very interesting verse in chapter 29, probably one that you've heard before, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Now, I, I say that, that you may have heard that verse because... It's kind of the vision verse. It, the ESV, I'm not sure what other translations use that prophetic vision, where there is no prophetic, prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. That's often a passage that's used to talk about how as a, in a church setting, you need to cast vision. Now, I'm not against casting vision in a church setting. Uh, number one, as long as the vision is straight from God's word. I, I do think God calls, like we can understand what God calls a church to by looking at his scripture. You know, agape, we don't, we try not to overcomplicate what God has given us, which is here's our calling. Love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor the way Christ has loved you and make disciples of all nations. And so we, this is how we explain why we exist as a church, to obey God's commands to these three things. Um, and everything we do, we try to make an outworking of those three principles that God has given us. Now, when we present that to the church, when I preach about that, when I show that to the people and say, okay, look, this is what God says we need to be about, and here's how our day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week actions relate to this, you can call that casting vision. That's fine. Um, and I think there are times where you place before the church specific things that God is saying, okay, well, here's what you should do as a way of being obedient to this. So at Agape Church, we're coming up on July, August. We do a school supply giveaway every August. We have a very specific reason we do that, but it's a way that we serve our community is we want to give out, you know, school supplies can be kind of expensive. And so we want to support families in our community by helping them with the cost of those supplies. And at the same time, it's a way of hopefully making connections with them, those who are not part of a good church home, so that we can invite them to come to church if that's something that that they're interested in. It's just a way of us connecting and reaching out and saying, okay, we're doing this because God loves you. This is how we're loving our neighbor and we ultimately hope that those connections will lead to some people who don't have a church home visiting our church and joining with us for the purpose of discipleship. Well, to talk about that is vision casting, right? It's to say, okay, church, here's one of the ways, specific ways that we're going to love our neighbor. So I'm okay with a church casting vision as long as it's directly tied to, to the word, and as long as that casting of the vision is really just explaining how the church is going to be obedient to Christ. Now, I had no intention to talk about all those things, and I'm way over time, so I've got to wrap this up because that's really not where I was going with all of this. Verse 18, really, when it says prophetic vision, that word there is really best revelation. That's how the CSB puts it. Really, what that verse is talking about, I went all the way around the world to say this, where there's no revelation, where there's no understanding of God's word and God's law being revealed, then people end up casting off their restraint. So when you have a leader who doesn't give you direction and knowledge and understanding based on God's word, when they don't lead 
even in a secular sense, when they don't lead based on the principles of God and what God says is just and right, when you don't have that type of revelation among the people, and especially in a church setting or a family setting where the where God's word is not being revealed so that the people can have this stability because they're rooted in God's word, then what ultimately will happen is people will cast off restraint and they'll just live however they want to live. They'll do what they want to do. So when you don't have revelation from God's word, you don't have stability, you end up casting off constraints or restraints against what is evil and you end up just doing what is wicked because you're not aligning yourself with God's word. So if we were to use that in a church setting to say, okay, well, here's why we should cast vision because here Proverbs tells us that if we don't do that, then people won't have, they'll cast off constraint or restraint. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. As long as we're talking about, we need to make sure we're revealing God's word and how we're going to be obedient to that as a church. That way we are staying in line and not just doing whatever seems right in our own eyes. All right, so I'm way over time. Um, I I hope just thinking through some of these leadership concepts have been really uh, helpful to you and that if you are a leader or have an opportunity to be a leader, these are things that you will find beneficial to drive you toward wisdom that you want to be a wise leader. Even if you're in a secular position, you can still lead in a good, godly, wise way that will be a help to your people or in your families or in your churches or even on the softball team. Lead according to the principles of God, and you will be a blessing to people. And if you're a servant, be as wise as you can and pray to be under wise leadership because there will be joy there. All right, church, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for being part of this podcast and listening today. And I hope, Lord willing, you'll join us for the next edition of the Building Up Podcast. Until then, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. so